your phone is like that right now, that's it. So yeah, that's good. No, that's better. Do the other way. That's it. That's it there. So that's cool. So that I, we can okay. see you now. Okay, you're looking awesome, right? Am, am I okay? Like this is how we do it in the. I don't know how you do movies. Sabrina, uh, Susanna, there. My name's Tim Davies. I run Fastship Performance. It's a performance-based website in the UK. Uh, I'm a pilot in the Royal Air Force, and I've flown for the last 20 years. So what's happened is I've discovered this film online, Wing Girls, which is coming out. It's very much aviation-based. Um, it's got a lot of interesting issues within the movie, and uh, it's great for you to join us today to hopefully talk to my audience a little bit about the film. So these ladies that apply these birds. We got multiple incoming. Head on. Cabrina, Susanna, do you want to introduce yourselves real quick? Sure. Um, I'm Susanna Jane, and I play country, Caden Ryback. <laughs> I'm Cabrina Callisides, and I play Marco Edgley. Edge. Okay, so we got call signs of country and edge, and that's how you're known in the film, I believe, by those call signs, yeah? Okay, that's great. All right, excellent. So, um, Cabrina, if we start with you then, um, I've looked over your, your film's history for both of you, obviously, and... The last couple of years have been really busy for um, the two of you. So, Cabrina, I've got you starring in films like Worthless with Tara Reid, but also Fight Valley. You've got like Holly Holmes in there. You've got Misha Tate, um, Chris Cyborg. You've got some other films in there as well. So it's quite an extensive history. How did you end up in uh, this particular film? And obviously the films you've been in before have been with Rob Hawke, yeah? Yeah. Um, I kind of just... Rob told me he wanted to get UFC fighters in uh, the Fight Valley film, so I just happened to be at the right place at the right time. And same thing with Wing Girl. Like, uh, I think we're about four hours away from each other. Just called me and said he wanted, like, a bit of a hardhead, badass role. And I was like, well, I could do that, I guess. But I wasn't quite sure what he was looking for. And then I got the script, and I kind of just, like, dug in, and I was like, oh, I could definitely put some of me in this. <laughs> That's brilliant. We're going to talk a bit about Rob later. Because he's quite a personality, so um, I want your, I want your, in, I want to see how uh, how you'll describe Rob, <laughs> how other people have described him. So Susanna, with your roles, then, so really for the last year, it's been pretty busy for you as well. I mean, you've been, I think you had a role in Worthless, and also I think you're looking to do Fight Valley Two next year. Is that right? Yes, yes, we're looking to do a couple films, but um, yeah, this was my first big movie. <laughs> But yeah, it was it was really cool. Okay, so here's the thing, because if we go back to 1986, now in 1986 I was a 12 year old. All right, so that was when that was the year Top Gun and Iron Eagle came out. On both those films, they kind of competed against each other. We haven't really seen a film uh, using jets in the way that say Wing Girls is doing. We haven't seen that for like I think about 31 years now, which is a huge huge gap. So when I had a look at Rob's work in the past. Um, Rob's always had an interest in fighter jets and flying and all these, yeah. all that kind of stuff that, that went on. Um, was the flying of particular interest in you in this film or was it a project you felt as Cabrina, as you said, where you felt you could be in that kind of role, uh, it was kind of suiting you or did you have an interest in aviation at all yourselves? Uh, to be perfectly honest, no. I didn't have an interest in it, like, I never was a fighter jet person. I never was really a military person. I have family in the military, but I never was into that thing. But the more that I got into 
pre-production and worked on the film with the people and was learning about my character and learning about the Navy and learning about the Air Force, um, the more interesting and the more I got into it. So now I'm totally about it. <laughs> it's super cool. I, I had no idea how much was seriously involved with flying. I, it was, it's, I have so much respect for people who can actually fly a big giant machine like that. It's, it's incredible. I honestly didn't know that they were that big either until I actually saw like a real one. I, I was seriously impressed, but yeah. So, um, and obviously both of you, you managed to get yourself in the airplanes and have a play around with them as well. I mean, Cabrini, you've done a lot of work before, obviously in, in different movies and stuff. This obviously was an interesting movie for you and one that you wanted to take because of the role, I guess, specifically. Is that right? Well, I liked it because it's women flying and it took us so long to get there. Like yeah. the more I researched it, it's like women didn't fly. It was just men. Like if anything, it was just us pulling targets for them. You know, when you watch this movie, you'll see that my character is all about proving that women are just as good as men, if not better. It doesn't matter what gender you are. If you could fly, you could fly. And so I really, it wasn't so much of the character. I think I was just lucky to be offered the character I was offered because it just fit me perfectly. So it was more about what the movie stood for. Yeah, and I think I want to cover that a bit later as well, some more of that, because um, especially with your character and, and the role your character plays and, and how it's evolved in what is actually quite a high-performance team, because each one of you have a role within that team, obviously, uh, and, and we're not going to cover it, we'll cover it in a second, because I want to really take you through some other things, more about what you were saying there about the role of women in aviation and how long it's taken women to, to get to where they are. Now, I find it quite strange when people talk about um, women uh, in flying because the Royal Air Force have had women flying for a long time now in all their roles. And in fact, the Royal Air Force is the first service in the United Kingdom to open up every single one of their roles, combat roles. Every single role in the Royal Air Force is now open to women. So we're about, uh, it was about 11 to 14% of our service is women. Every single role they can do now in the Royal Air Force, which is, which is pretty unique. So I've trained, um, I've lost count really, the amount of women I've trained and put on our frontline airplanes. I put women on this airplane back here, um, Typhoons as well. Um, the F-35 we're buying from the States, we've got girls going on to that as well. So for us, when we talk about women in aviation, it's just not a big deal. And I'm expecting that when you spoke to the guys on the ships um, that you were talking to in the Navy, they probably felt the kind of same thing. They've probably been with women for a long time in, the, in their roles. Did you kind of get that impression? I got it. They felt it felt natural to them that we were there. Yeah, they sure. were actually that was an all-girl team. Yeah, okay, that's interesting because um, when we talk about the women Air Force service pilots, so the WASPs, that was that was the United States version of something that we had that was something very similar called the Air Transport Auxiliary. These were women, and this is what's interesting, I think, to the people that use my site is. These were women that would ferry the aircraft around, wouldn't they? So after they were fixed, they would take the aircraft from one side of the country, the other side of the country. Um, was that something that you knew about prior to doing the movie? Or was that something you learned about when you were actually on the movie itself? I didn't know anything about really the Navy or flying until I like got booked for this. And then I started doing research. Okay. Okay, that's pretty cool. Because, Susanna, I was going to ask you something about um, that I read about you with your background working on farms. And you're big, in, you're big into all the kind of farm work and you grew up doing that. That's a, film, that's a very male-dominated environment as well, isn't it? So, and I would have thought you'd have been in the minority as a woman in that kind of workspace. 
How did that kind of relate, really, your history of doing that? How did that relate to what you saw, uh, like, during the filming with American, with, with the female pilots? Because there'd have been, like, much less women pilots than the men pilots that you would have seen on that ship, but they're not. Um, yeah, there were, there were definitely more men involved, but I mean, in regards to how it would relate, I really, it was a very male dominating environment, like the whole farm business, but, uh, I grew up with really great men who never made me something or made me feel like I was any less or tried to go above and beyond to help me because I was a woman. Like I felt like they looked out for me, but they never, I never felt like I was shoved down by an older man, a younger man around my age. I feel like, um, some who were intimidated would be kind of like, Oh, you know, she's, a woman or be like discriminating against that. But I mean, that's with other girls too. Anybody who's, I guess, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, threatened yeah. by somebody else, whether you're female or male, they kind of do that. So with, I mean, in the movie, not all the, it's not really a woman discrimination type of a movie. It, it, there is some of that involved, but most of the male pilots in the movie are really very kind and really help us out and really become good friends with a few of them. So there's really only a small handful, and some of them even change during the story. So, you know, it's not really a woman discrimination movie, but it, it is something that women go through. I think that everybody in life, though, no matter what your gender is no matter what your race is i think goes through some kind of discrimination it's just guys being guys i hope you know that i'd fly with you anytime i hope to serve with you again lieutenant no i think you're right because i write a lot and one of the essays i wrote was about uh women in the cockpit and what i found with the women i was training was that when I was debriefing them on an air combat sortie or, or something um sometimes if the debriefs weren't going very well they would cry and I'd stop the debrief and we just let it finish and we carry on. And it wasn't a, a sign of weakness or anything. It was just an expression of disappointment in their own ability. And men do the same thing. We just don't see it as often. So I was trying to say the, the whole point of the essay I was writing was there is no difference. That's what I was trying to say. There was no difference between men and women in the squadron I was running. But of course, there always will be because as women are in this very heavily male dominated environment, they are um, doing things that maybe they wouldn't do to try and fit in. So I think it's better now. I think there's a lot more women in aviation. As you, I think I've read in uh, some of the material that's been put out already, you were quite interested in, in the way that the women dealt with that, dealt with that whole kind of male environment. And it wasn't too much of an issue with them anymore, which was really interesting. Cabrina, if I could ask you, right, because obviously you've done a lot of films already, Wing Girls itself, how would you describe that movie in itself? If you just put Wing Girls into a box, how do we describe what Wing Girls actually is? Wing Girls, I would say, is, you know, six girls that do aerial stunt performances and they're part of the demo team. They're not combat at all. Uh, so when push comes to shove and things have to happen, we kind of get thrown into the mix of things and we have to 
start combat, even though it's totally against what we wanted to do. You know, countries are Christian. She doesn't, she doesn't want to do combat. She'd rather just do shows and, you know, excite people that way. So we kind of, like I said, we get thrown into it and it doesn't really excite some of the men that were there because it's really to them. We just got there. That's their job. We're just, you know, we do tricks in the sky. We don't yeah. do combats. Yeah. Okay. So that's our- and then you end up finding yourself in this kind of war scenario where you're supporting like, the, yeah, exactly. And it all gets probably messy and we don't want to ruin the end of the film for anyone. And that's great because <laughs> I don't even know what happens. So it doesn't matter. It's like, we're not ruining it for anyone at all. Um, so obviously you're on the Navy ship, as we said, and it's, it's, um, it's a ship alongside you. You're below decks and you're doing a lot of filming. Obviously being, I know I've been a sea, I used to be in the Navy. I, I was there for six years. So I had to see quite a lot. It's a very confined space. Um, it's a very dynamic working environment. How did you find it, like filming in such a kind of repressive and restrictive environment? It must have been quite difficult. Um, it was different. You know, I think Susanna was the only person that had to watch of hitting her head <laughs> because she was small. <laughs> it was definitely made for short people, but. <laughs> you actually got to play with the airplanes themselves, so. F-18s, a big aircraft. You obviously went to a base to do that. What was the what was the airbase you actually went to to play with those airplanes? We actually went to a place that restores and takes in multiple types of airplanes. Okay. So um, they had more than one type. So I, that's why we went there. Otherwise, we would kind of have to go to, like, we went to an actual base. They're kind of, they, they, they kind of didn't really want to give a plane to, for us to kind of just mess with, you know, because I don't know, they're they're very special. But at, at, we did find a place that has multiple types of aircrafts in there. We're like, you know, okay, like, you, you know, you guys can do this. Yeah. Yeah. But, okay. Yeah, they are quite expensive. Um, we don't tend to put uh, visitors in the airplane. The problem with putting visitors in the airplane, of course, or actresses or actors, is that this airplane here, I don't even know what they're worth now, but it's in the tens of millions. And if you were to drop a coin or a pen or something in the cockpit, it takes a long time to go and find that thing because it can jam controls. So I understand yeah. why they said, look, here's a plane we used to use. Come play with the plane we used to use. But um, no, you're right. They are quite big, aren't they? And they are, um, I remember... Something I was going to talk to you about now is Rob himself. Obviously, Rob Hawke, um, he used to go to air shows as a kid, and he used to look up and see these big airplanes flying around. And I think that probably started a bit of a, an interest or an addiction in, in aviation with Rob. And I always, I feel this movie was always going to be made at some point. You obviously, you've worked with Rob, both of you, and it, obviously quite extensively now for, for yourself, um, Karina. But do you feel that Rob was always going to do something in aviation with the film that he was doing? So it was always in his head for years. Right. It's only a matter of time. It was a matter of time before he was going to do that, yeah? Okay, that's pretty cool. And um, again, I've got a couple of things here I want to talk to you really about the film itself. Insofar as when you're filming these kind of things, do you have, obviously you, you watch the end product. Do you ever look back on these things and, and think that's the favorite scene or that, that scene might define you in some way? Like in the future, do you have any of that? I mean, Karina, you must have, do you have any of that kind of thing? We look back at this film and think actually that scene was really important to you. Yeah, the scene with country, I sort of get us in trouble a lot in this film. 
<laughs> um, so I like to really stand up for what I believe in, even when I'm not supposed to bend the rules and I bend them anyway. So it was the scene where uh, country, you know, basically puts me in my place. And then I, I think I shock her by telling her why I do what I do. And I think in that moment, country, you know, we've been a part of each other's lives for many years, but I think in that moment, she really understood me. So I think that scene that really touched. Brilliant. Um, so Susanna, do you have, that's, is that the same scene for you or is that a completely different scene for you? I mean, do you, you have a best kind of part of this film that you look back on? Um, you know what, for me, yeah. I, I think that, uh, my, a scene that I really got into or that I really, that I, when I look back really meant something to me was probably, there's a scene where I'm telling the colonel, they tell us what we're going to do or why we're being trained. And I am so upset with the reasoning, like, and, and even more upset that they didn't tell us to begin with because we wouldn't have even gone to the base to train if I had known why we were being trained. But they kind of not really lied, but almost lied in a way they, they withheld information because they wanted to keep us there and keep us training. But, um, that scene I got really into because, um, in my real life. So I have uh, a pretty big family. I have four siblings and, uh, three of them are sisters. And I viewed the wing girls in this movie as my real sisters in real life. So in that scene, when I was talking to the colonel and telling him that I, how unfair I thought it was about what he was doing to me and my wing girls, um, I got very into that. And it just, it, it was like I was talking about my real sisters. But yeah, that was probably the most important scene to me. So like, like a lot of emotion, that kind of thing was coming yeah. out? Yeah, a lot of, I, I feel like I really pulled out something for myself where I, I really was upset. Okay. Yeah, no, that's, that's awesome. So, because the, the country as a character, she doesn't want to go to war, does she? You know, what is that about? Why does she not actually want to go into conflict? Where does that come from? Well, okay, so country, she wants to fly because her dad, her dad was a pilot. So it's kind of always been a dream of hers to be a pilot in the fly but she also is a christian and she really has no desire to fight or kill anybody that's not what she wanted to do so what she did was she got into flying and her way of getting around going to combat was doing an aerial demonstration team you know doing air shows so sure. that was kind of like a safe spot she didn't have to go to combat and she could still fly and it was all good but yeah, it, it's more, it's probably mostly tied to her religion that she really doesn't feel right about killing a bunch of people. No, okay. No, that's brilliant. Because you're, you're the leader of the Wing Girls. That's the idea of country, isn't it? Mm -hmm. And whereas Edge is basically the backbone of the, of the group. Is that, am I right in thinking that? Yeah, okay. That, that's pretty cool. So you're the, Edge is the first one. Why, why 
why are you called Edge? What is, what is that about? Where does that come from? Is it because of like an edgy sort of character personality thing? Is that how it works? Uh, yeah, I had a, I didn't have a good upbringing, you know, so I didn't really have family and I was always hard, hard headed, I guess you would say. I, I didn't always do things that people expected. Um, and I always fought for what I believed in. And I think Edge definitely comes from my personality because I'm just, I throw things at you that you wouldn't expect. Um, I probably, like I said, I get in a lot of trouble and there's a reason why they call me Edge and you shouldn't hit people when you're in the Navy and I wouldn't think twice about hitting someone. So I think that's, yeah. It's brilliant, brilliant. No, that's awesome. Um, okay, so the last thing then really, just so we can wrap it up. Okay, so Rob is obviously at the moment a guy in your lives. He's in the films, he's being a director. What's he like to work with then on the set? Give him coffee. Is that it? Just destroy him, him the coffee. Keep keep the assistant director around and keep giving him coffee, and it's beautiful. <laughs> He's quite cheerful with coffee. Okay. I love it. It's brilliant. Yeah, he actually is is really he's really pretty awesome to work with. I mean, I've had I've had a really good experience with him. He's really he's really. Um, let me think about how to say this. He is, he's very serious and passionate about what we're doing. He's definitely not a goof around type of a person. Like, and he wants everybody to be serious about our project that we're working on in the film because he's serious about it. It's important to him. So, but he's super, super intelligent. I mean, he, he can do amazing things and he has so much knowledge at, really is just, I mean, even if I wasn't in the scene or filming, I wanted to be there just to watch how he would do things or position things or direct and, and everything. It, it was really, really cool. He taught me a lot. Okay. So the, the lessons that come out of the film. So when I go and see this movie, okay, and I'm sitting there with my popcorn, what am I going to walk away from? What are the kind of lessons, the key themes that I'm going to walk out of the theater and think, okay, so I, I have these things. These I've been taught something now. What are... What do you think is going to, what would you say, Susanna, I'm going to take away from this? You're going to take a few things um, because we target a lot of audiences. I mean, there's friendship where true friendship, not like this kind of thing where you have acquaintances. No, like true friendship and what you would do for somebody that you care about in that way. There's religion. You know, you might have more respect for people who do have, who are religious and maybe kind of understand a little more why they do the, the kind of things that they do and what kind of battles that they have to go through. There's betrayal and how to deal with that, you know, which I'm pretty sure everybody goes through in life. How to, you know, everybody at some point gets betrayed and uh, they kind of don't really know how to deal with it every time. But there's that and there with just that, there's also a big dose of knowledge about the Navy and the Air Force and WASP even. You know, a, a, not that many people know anything about WASP. I mean, if you ask any person on the street, say, oh, do you know what WASP is? Do you know who the WASP were? They, most of them will say, no, who are they? And then you tell them and they're like, really? And then they go and research and they're like, wow, you know what? These were a bunch of women that 
seriously had a hard time getting in there. And they're the reason why that women can fly in there. But yeah, you'll get a serious dose of knowledge. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay, that's brilliant. And I think that's one of the reasons that, that's probably the main reason that people are going to go and see the film is to get an understanding of, of where women have come from into where they are now in aviation. Um, so when is this movie expected to be released? Now, Rob said, ask the girls when it's going to be released. When can we expect it? And also where can we expect it? Well, um, when? Most likely next year. Okay. Probably, if I had to take a guess, I would say by summer next year, it should be out. Um, and where is it going to be? Well, the way that the film industry works is that you make your piece of art and then you got to sell it. So depending on who buys it, that's where the movie will go. If AMC likes it, they'll take it, they'll buy it. If Lowe's likes it, they'll take it, they'll buy it. If Netflix likes it, they'll take it, they'll buy it. You know, it's okay. that's what you do. Okay, well, that's pretty cool. Um, okay, and what's next for, Cabrina, what are you doing next? What's in the pipeline? I did read some stuff. What are you doing? Um, I'm doing, I'm doing a film that definitely will... Uh, change how I see some films because I, I'm doing, I'm, I never really get too nervous on film. I mean, I always, the first day I'm always nervous, but the next film I'm doing is an assault film and um, it plays a big part of the world today because, you know, when you're a female is attacked by a group of guys, you know, a rich guy, you know, like that once like a couple of months, you know, for raping a girl behind a dumpster while she was passed out. He got off because of who he was. So it's it's that kind of film. So it's going to scare me, but it's also going to challenge me as an actor. And I want that challenge. And I want to have the world see, you know, that that's not okay. And I love films that have a reason behind them. And I think that's the perfect one. So I'm really excited about that. Yeah, excellent. I mean, some great themes, some real solid themes there, real development stuff. And Susanna, what, what are you doing next? Have you got something in the pipeline or? Yes, um, the next movie I'll be doing is actually another one with Rob uh, called Pony. It's a race car movie. So that's going to be really cool and exciting. You get to drive cars right. all over the place. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, it's going to be cool. It's going to be cool. Okay, so I've been told to say um, that if you go to wingirlmovie.com, um, this is where we can find information about the film, about release dates, and about some other things that might be in there. Um, I really appreciate your time. I know it must be early in the morning at the moment over your side. For us, it's mid-afternoon here in the UK, and the, the sun is shining, so I need to get out and enjoy that. But uh, thank you very much for your time. I will um, speak to Rob later, and uh, I'll let him know how wonderful you both were on the interview. Oh, thank, you. Uh, thank you for your time. It was really wonderful doing this. I okay. really enjoyed it. it no great. worries. Have a good day. Yeah, you take care, both of you, all right?